Onward and upward past 5,000 as communist China swoons and AI destroys more jobs. Hey, Peter Navarro here with the market wrap for the week ending February 9, 2024. With a bit of tongue-in-cheek, I do hope the S&P 500 didn't blow past the 5,000 mark on the news that it looks like I'm going to prison. On that note, I want to thank everybody for their support at this difficult time. The court's decision not to release me pending the appeal of my case was a surprise to my lawyers given precedent and the substantial issues involved, but frankly, not to me. Come early next week, we will be filing an emergency appeal. If you want to follow my case, you can go to the website for my legal defense fund. That's www.givesendgo.com forward slash Navarro, givesendgo.com forward slash Navarro. But I want to make it clear here that I don't want any of my paid subscribers to donate to the fund. You've already done more than enough to support my mission, and I deeply, deeply appreciate it. The only other thing I would note about the court's rush to prison ruling is that it ironically and comically came on the very same day, the very same day that the Department of Justice announced that it would not prosecute President Joe Biden for his flagrant abuses regarding the documents he took as vice president home to his garage and elsewhere. The comically relevant passage in the DOJ report that tells all reads as follows, quote, we've also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him, by then a former president well into his 80s, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willingness, unquote. <laughs> Come on. Let's remember this is the same Department of Justice that convicted me without even allowing me to present any defense, much less refer to my state of mind or memory. I do hope the American public notes the stark asymmetry between the treatment of Donald Trump and myself by the Justice Department versus Joe Biden. No politics or dual justice system to see here. At any rate, let's get down to the business of the markets. What we have now is a classic technical rally where the market has blown through any remaining levels of resistance and is now free to run for a while. Trend traders are forgetting all about any fundamentals at this point. It's all about the technicals. And they're going all in for what thus far has been a profitable ride since November. The only thing that's going to slow this market down now in the short term is some kind of geopolitical or inflationary shock that shows up in the data. Neither can be ruled out. They never can. You have Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, Hamas, Hezbollah, among others, plotting all manner of destruction to people and property around the world. A bear market is just a big explosion away. But that is nothing new in our world. On the inflation front, the El Nino condition we are witnessing is now causing extreme rains and flooding in some areas and drought in others. No good can come of that in the food supply chain, and it seems like only a matter of time 
before consumers now squeezed by the price of their groceries may be squeezed further. But that, too, is still a ways off. I think what I've learned from the last several months in the market is that it's really a stock picker's market, given the secular AI trend. The people who are really making money hand over fist are the ones who saw the artificial intelligence boom coming and put their bets down on that while minimizing the risk with some of the broader market. I'm not a stock picker's forecaster. You can find other columns that do that and do it well. What I do best is look at the macro economy and geopolitics and handicap the market trend, bullish or bearish or sideways. To finish up, a few things did catch my eye in the news apropos of that. For starters, China seems to be going down a similar path as Japan did when it was at the height of its glory decades ago. The Japanese real estate market soared domestically then, and Japanese investors ran all over the world buying trophy properties at inflated prices. Remember Rockefeller Center. When the domestic market collapsed in Japan, those same Japanese investors had to unload at bargain basement prices a lot of the trophy properties around the world for cash that they needed to prevent a total collapse. And often that didn't stop them from bankruptcy either. Chinese investors are now doing the same thing globally and causing havoc. The question everybody's asking themselves now, at least among the investment elites, is whether China is going to fall into the same kind of malaise that Japan did. If it does, China will be far more dangerous than Japan ever was, as the Chinese people will do what they have done in the past, rise up and throw the rascals out. Boy, that will be bloody. The second piece of news that hit a bit close to home for me was the skyrocketing of cocoa prices because of drought and disease ravaging crops in top Western African producing countries. Every day I eat a few ounces of chocolate in the morning like coffee. It's my coffee. It's about 88% pure cocoa and lacks any of the sugar or milk that turns what otherwise is an excellent food and antioxidant into diabetic candy. I'm mentioning this because the bigger picture here, of course, is that higher chocolate prices and more broadly commodity prices augur for more inflation in the food chain. The last piece of news, which is a follow-on from one of my columns, has to do with emerging evidence about the impact of artificial intelligence on the labor market. Companies are keeping layoffs due to AI relatively secret. No surprise there, but some news is creeping out. In a moment of surprising candor, the CEO of United Parcel Service said that the largest layoffs, the largest layoffs in its 116-year history have been made possible by artificial intelligence. For example, machine learning allows their salespeople to put together proposals now without having to ask pricing experts and guidance. Then, of course, there is the evilest globalist company on the planet in BlackRock and its never-Trump CEO, Larry Fink. His black hat announced the axing of about 600 employees exactly because of AI. Such ripples of AI will become waves, and then tsunamis strap in. Okay, that's it for this week. Have a great weekend watching the Super Bowl. My guess is that Kansas City will win the first half, and San Francisco will win the second half, and the game on the back of back Christian McCaffrey. 
Bone Chance, Peter Navarro here. You can get more information at my Substack, peternavarro.substack.com. That's peternavarro.substack.com. Every Friday, the market wrap drops. And then in other parts of the week, I drop posts on everything from communist China to the 2024 election and beyond. All right, Peter Navarro, out. He's written for the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, and now he's writing for you. At peternavarro.substack.com, get the latest updates related to the Chinese Communist Party's invasion of America. Read Peter Navarro's weekly market recap to protect your wealth. Get the inside scoop on all the things related to Trump 2024. All this information can be found at peternavarro.substack.com. Discover both the blueprint and the battle cry for taking back Trump's America. Subscribe today at peternavarro.substack.com. Look around and tell me what you see Every day, more people in the street Said I used to work in a factory Right now, I don't work for anything
Shading me. 